Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, you guys. Um, so I just wanted to come on here and talk before the Green Room episode airs. We just got done doing like a two-hour Green Room episode. It was really dope. And then near the end, something really weird and glitchy happened. Um, somebody called in and she was talking about how her and her boyfriend went to the Kanye West um, Donda listening party. And how it was just really spiritually weird for her. And it was so, like, just the energy there was, like, really kind of dark. She wasn't really feeling it. And afterwards, she had to take, like, a spiritual bath and all this stuff. We started getting really esoterical near the end. And all of a sudden, it was like my entire screen froze up. I could not see the chat at all. People on the Discord, like, kind of going crazy because they said two people came into the chat and they started posting, like, really, like, demonic gifts. And it was causing like the chat to like spam out and freak out. And so people were like trying to get them to stop and they wouldn't. And I couldn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, after I got off the call with her, they said another woman in the chat said she was like a background dancer for Kanye's Donda listening party and she wanted to call in. No one could hear me. It's like every other word was coming out on the audio. And I heard Tim Forrican say, T, we can only hear any other word. And I'm like, what is going on? So nobody could hear me. I couldn't see the chat. So I eventually just had to shut down, you know, the the episode. But we had been talking for two hours. So I don't know, honey, what ended up happening. A lot of people felt very funny with the ending. And as right now, as I'm trying to edit everything, you can see where the audio is perfectly fine. And then when the girl gets done telling her Kanye story and I, you know, bid her by, um, all of a sudden the audio is just choppy, choppy, choppy. And I let a little bit of it play, but it went on for like three or four minutes. So I don't know, honey. But like we always say, we battle not just against flesh, but principalities. So stay prayed up, stay woke, and understand that, you know, spiritual warfare is very, very real. And especially when you're very spiritually in tune. But once again, I just want to thank everybody who came tonight to the Green Room episode. I'm sorry about how it ended. It was just kind of crazy. But, um... We have enough audio where you'll enjoy the two-hour podcast. So I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a good day. Bye. Kanye West has like the Donda kind of preview. Yeah, when he's like, he's doing like the release and all that shit. There's people saying that during the Donda event, yeah, they saw on one of the tables in the middle was like a candle and and I think like a like a silver glass, something like that, like yeah. a cup. And people are saying that that is meant to be used for mm. a seance. You know what that is? Wait, what is that? It's the contact a spirit. The contact spirit. Contact yeah. spirit. So Kanye, the whole project is called Donda. Yeah, his mother died, so that whole event was a seance oh, for his for dead his mother. mother. That, oh. Yeah. So that whole thing, the whole project is just for him to try and contact his mother. Yeah, like talk to his like, yeah, contact his mother and all that. Yeah.
you guys thank you so much for joining me this um evening for another episode of the green room tea time unfiltered we're having a few technical issues um i had to come out and come in and reboot and then it started working they worked on another update so (laughs) i see ayah's twerking gifts in the um chat and to the android users unfortunately they still have not updated android users to be able to discuss y'all can read the chat on here, but you guys can't participate. So I encourage all Android users to go to the Discord where y'all can chat. I have my um, Android phone open to the Discord so I can see you guys in there as well. But child, it's a lot to talk about, okay? It's a lot to talk about. This R. Kelly situation is getting crazier and crazier. Um, He is proven to be uh, just a total sexual deviant, okay? Not only to young girls, but an abuser of women, and also um, a man is coming forward as well. He's now, I believe, 32 years old, and all of this took place when he was 16. So it's just been a mess with everything going on with R. Kelly. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this news clip here um, where they're talking about the case. So y'all go ahead and listen to this real quick. R. Kelly's ongoing federal sex trafficking trial focuses on six accusers who say he subjected them to psychological, sexual, and physical abuse. Prosecutors allege this was part of R. Kelly's years-long enterprise to recruit and groom young women and girls for illegal sexual activity. His attorneys say he's innocent and that he's the one who's been victimized by women who were once his fans. Here are some of the biggest moments from the trial thus far. A former tour manager for R. Kelly, Demetrius Smith, spoke about the artist's marriage to Aaliyah, who became a child bride at just 15 years old. According to Smith's testimony, he helped Kelly bribe a government worker in Illinois to get a fake ID for Aaliyah. Smith and another witness testified the reason for their marriage was to conceal Aaliyah's pregnancy, which could have led to criminal charges for R. Kelly since she was a minor. An anonymous witness who took the stand this week was also underage. She testified she was a 17-year-old aspiring singer when she met R. Kelly, although she told him she was 18 then. Over the course of their five-year relationship, the woman told the court Kelly abused her, gave her herpes, and forced her to get an abortion. The anonymous woman told the court she eventually became one of R. Kelly's live-in girlfriends and says she was expected to abide by a strict set of rules. She testified R. Kelly required permission to do basic things, like use the bathroom, that he forced her to only wear baggy clothing and forbade her from speaking to other men. She also said Kelly hit her if she broke the rules. Another accuser, Geronda Pace, testified to a similar pattern of abuse when she took the stand last week, just days before her due date, according to her social media. Pace wept as she described the nature of her sexual relationship with R. Kelly that started when she was just 16 years old. Like the other witness, Pace also testified Kelly subjected her to strict rules, beat her when she didn't comply, and gave her herpes. There's a bit of nuance when it comes to the crimes R. Kelly is charged with. He's not charged with individual crimes related to these accusers' accounts. Instead, prosecutors are trying to convince the jury that they were victims of a larger sex trafficking scheme. R. Kelly is facing one count of racketeering and eight sex trafficking charges related to violations of the Mann Act, which criminalizes the transportation of, quote, any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution or debauchery or for any other immoral purpose. 
Throughout the trial, Kelly's legal team has attempted to portray the accusers as, quote, disgruntled groupies who were, quote, dying to be with him. On cross-examination, his defense attorney accused Geronda Pace of stalking him, a claim she denied in court. He's pleaded not guilty to all nine charges presented in this federal trial, as well as additional sex crime charges in Illinois and Minnesota. Guys, so you guys just heard that. I think there's enough evidence. There's enough witnesses. Um, there is even people that we hadn't heard about that's come out as well. So I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys um, just some more of the information that's come out. So as far as the male accuser, they say on Monday, the jury heard from two accusers, both of whom were underage when they met Mr. R. Kelly. Lewis said his first encounter with Mr. R. Kelly in 2006, when he was 17 years old, was working the night shift at a McDonald's in Chicago. Now, anybody familiar with that McDonald's? That's where R. Kelly has been picking up people, I guess men now or boys, um, child since I was in junior high. That McDonald's is R. Kelly's spot. Well, that's where this young man worked at. So then they go on to say, he told the court that Mr. Kelly slipped him his phone number and invited him to his house, saying he could perform in his recording studio and receive some tips on the music business. On one such occasion, Star asked Lewis if he had ever had any fantasies involving men, then allegedly crawled on his knees and proceeded to give me oral sex. Child. Afterwards, he told me to keep it between him and me. We're family now. We're brothers, Lewis alleged. Him and R. Kelly, uh, he said Mr. R. Kelly asked him to call him daddy, echoing the testimony of several female accusers and would routinely film their sexual encounters. He told the court that he kept seeing Mr. Kelly because he really wanted to make it in the music industry and sometimes took friends to the singer's parties. One of them was a 16-year-old boy who also had a sexual encounter with Mr. Kelly, according to the court documents. He directed two of them to touch each other sexually, Lewis testified, but they refused. Lewis, who is now 32, was testifying as a part of a cooperation agreement he entered into in February 2001, under which he hopes to avoid, under which he hopes to avoid jail time of up to 15 years. He had previously pled guilty to offering money to potential witnesses against Mr. R. Kelly in an attempt to stop her for cooperating with prosecutors. Lewis said that he was worried that the unnamed witness possessed sex tapes of him and Mr. Kelly, but maintained that the star had no knowledge of the bribery attempt. Okay, so that was just one of the testimonies here from one of the guys. Then there was another one involving two young girls. So the other person who testified, the woman who testified under the name Addie, said her and her friend had been approached by two men who looked like bouncers, and they were invited backstage after one of his shows. Once there, she alleged that Mr. Kelly cleared the room, grabbed her wrist, pulled down her shorts, and raped her. At this point, I was in complete shock, she told the court. I just went blank. Afterwards, her, friends, her friend wanted to contact the police, but Addie feared that she'd be blacklisted by the entertainment industry if she came forward. I didn't even know if they would believe me, she said. I didn't want to be victim shamed. On cross-examination, Mr. Kelly's lawyers asked the women, who are now 44 years old, why they waited more than two decades to contact law enforcement. She says, because I didn't want to feel more shame and trauma, before adding that she no longer did. I'm an adult now, and she testified holding, holding back tears. I'm no longer a little girl. Mr. Kelly pled not guilty to repeatedly denied accusations that he preyed on victims during his 30-year career. 
His lawyers have portrayed the accusers his lawyers have portrayed his accusers as groupies out for revenge after their relationship soured. So those were the last two testimonies. This entire situation is insane with R. Kelly, the more stuff that comes out. Um, and I know Rejoice, you're on the line with me here. And so you were like, I mean, you're young now, so you probably don't have the whole history of R. Kelly like how I do and other people do. But do you have any particular thoughts on the situation um, with R. Kelly and with a lot of these accusers that are not coming out? Yeah, so I feel like that R. Kelly is not going to get out. I feel like he's finally getting the justice that should have been served so many years ago. And it's just it's just now coming to light, like all the things that he's doing. And I can't I don't even know that he was out here um soliciting soliciting boys too like i thought it was just you know the girls no there's always been rumors that he was bi and even the one girl um i believe her name was dominique he literally turned her into like a boy i don't know if you watched the part of surviving r kelly when the mom was going to go search for her and she literally looked like a little boy like a little stud you know so there's always been rumors about him but this young man is, you know, confirming it now. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. And that's what we talk about when we talk about abuse of power and the power dynamics in relationships. And, um, you know, when you have somebody who is a big celebrity, as big as R. Kelly is internationally known, he used that to his advantage. Because think about all the girls who he promised careers to and said he would help and even, you know, probably countless young boys. But that's how he was able to lure them you know, with the hopes of them being the next big star and nothing happened besides them being sexually abused. So it's it's just the whole thing is a shame. Um, if you guys want to call in and state your opinions, feel free. I see we have a lot of hands raised. We're going to go ahead and take some calls. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Bayana. Bayana, go ahead. I'm unmuting your mic. Hello? Okay, maybe she doesn't want to talk. Let me go ahead and um, bring up some more people. Please make sure you guys are ready if you want to talk. Um, let me bring on Gabe the Rebel. Gabe, you're coming to the stage. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. How are you? I am great. I'm a longtime tea sipper. Hello, everybody. Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um... I just wanted to speak on R. Kelly. Um, I just find it, like, hilarious and crazy how, you know, a lot of the accusers, you know, like, is, like, people, like, the new girls, you know, mm -hmm. like, from after, like, Aaliyah. Like, it's been known. Like, I live in Virginia. I'm a part of the DMV, so I'm on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's been known in the industry and, like, all over that, R. Kelly has been into like younger women. So I just find it weird that a lot of these people still get caught up with R. Kelly. And also like the fact that his whole team, like everyone mm -hmm. should be going down. I don't think it should just be R. Kelly on, you know, on a stand because it's like multiple people working for him and helping him, you know, do a lot of these illegal things and predator type 
things because he's a celebrity. So I don't think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, I I feel like there should be way more people. I think too much immunity has been given out because a lot of the stuff that these people knew, they knew what was going on. They chose to be involved. Um, They chose these criminal acts. They chose to protect him. So there should be more people, you know, definitely going to jail. Everybody from Aaliyah's mama to the road manager mm -hmm. to a Mm -hmm. a few people. Yep. Especially because it's just just recently people were just like distancing themselves from R. Kelly. So it's like, especially those people who just started distancing themselves. um, No, they need to come and collect them because that means that they've been new and they just now leaving because um, R. Kelly finally is going to jail. Right. Nothing but enablers. I have a question. I haven't really uh-huh. looked into um, the case and everything like that, T. But mm-hmm. um, from my understanding, wasn't R. Kelly married to Drea? Like, where was she at uh, doing a lot of these things? Because if they was married, that means she had some type of part in it. You know, and that's what I don't, that's what I've just never respected about Drea. That's just weird to me. First of all, nobody even knew Drea existed until she used R. Kelly's name to get onto reality television. So she's another weirdo, you know, that if if this man is so horrible and you were abused, why, one, are you still using his last name? But that last name is what got her onto that show. I forgot the name of the show. Hollywood Exes. Thank you. Hollywood Exes. That is what, nobody knew she existed. He never claimed her, never told anybody. Like, we didn't even know he had kids. Well, no one knew that half of those wives existed. I know I didn't. And I didn't know who half of the wives, like the prince, prince had a girl on there. Um, I knew who like Will Smith like first baby mother. I believe they was married. Um, with his older son, she was on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I knew a couple of them, but some of them I'm like like Martin, um, girlfriend or wife. I don't know if she became a wife. I know they was together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought she was just a friend. Um, cause she appeared on Martin as I believe Cole's girlfriend. So. That show alone was weird because I just didn't understand it. But R. Kelly, like, I'm I'm not surprised there's not more accusers. And I'm not, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we start, you know, talking and singing on other people in the industry. Like, um, Jay-Z, like, you know, a lot of people like to praise Beyonce, but Jay-Z was with Foxy. And she was yeah, she a was child, 15. like, yeah, she, she, was, was, 15, a, she was a baby, mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, people are not ready for a lot of these conversations. And I really think, mark my words, if R. Kelly goes down, he's going to sing. He going to use that voice for something else besides making good kicks. He going to sing like a canary. He's going to tell on a lot of people in the industry. Because when I tell you R. Kelly was not alone, and this was the norm back then. This was not odd. This was just the norm. You know, older guys with younger girls. I'm not yep. saying like sexually abusing and pimping them, but you know, just that dynamic. So it, it's a lot of dirty things in the industry. I mean, just look at all the stuff that's come out about T.I., allegedly. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if R. Kelly's like, okay, if I'm going down, I'm taking down this entire industry because he's definitely not alone. And everybody worked with him. Everybody knew how he got down. And it was cool because he was making hits and people were making money. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. If R. Kelly makes a whole song about it so he can make money from singing. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see if that works because right now he can't even sell his publishing. It's that bad. He's a pariah. Mm -hmm. 
He's a pariah yeah. in the industry. Well, thank you so much, Gabe, for calling in. I really appreciate you. You made some really good points. Thank you, T. Um, like, shout out to you and congratulations on the new home. And I just, like, hope, you know, everything is going well for you and you're nice and healthy. I listen to you. I'm an overnight worker, so I see you shout out to truck drivers, but you have a whole audience who, like, you help us get through overnight shifts at, like, oh. warehouses, Walmart, and things like that. Like, my whole team, we all listen to you. So oh we really gosh. appreciate you, too. Well, thank you so much. And shout out to all the overnight workers. Thank you for being an essential worker. Um, you know, you guys, I know it's a thankless job, but we wouldn't have had this stuff that we have if it wasn't for you all. So thank you so much for your hard work. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you, T. All right. We'll talk to you later. He's so sweet. Um, so we got a lot of people. I'm going to try and get through as many calls as possible. So let me go ahead and bring on, um, let's see here, Lauren Alexander. Lauren, you're coming to the stage. Hello, Lauren. Can I don't think Lauren... Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Sorry about that. It had muted back. Oh, that's okay. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just wanted to say about the uh, Kelly situation. I'm from the DMV area, too. I'm from Maryland. Oh, I can and, hear um, it. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's where I'm at. So, <laughs> so, like, I remember, like, being younger, like, even out here was always talks about uh, Kelly, especially when that videotape came out when he was paying on the girl and try to blame it on his brother. Mm -hmm. So it's been like swirling around. I remember people around here talking about like him marrying Aaliyah. And I always believed after hearing the stuff that I believe that her, her uncle and her mother just pimped out. And now I feel like since she, he did that interview talking about, he went to um back to his religion to pray on, uh, and, let, and letting the higher power handle R. Kelly, why didn't you handle that with the authorities? Like, you mm -hmm. just left her out there for the sharks. Yeah, I definitely believe with the Aaliyah situation, there were many hands in the pot. Because um, I think her mom at one time was a failed singer, wanted to be a celebrity. The mm -hmm. uncle was married to Gladys Knight. And yep. he, they even made a movie together. Like, he kept, he wanted to be a celebrity. He wanted to be you know, as big as Gladys Knight, but it never really happened for him. So when they saw that there was some talent in Aaliyah, like they put her on Star Search and things like that, it was like they wanted to live vicariously through her. And if that meant, you know, her producer smashing her and them looking the other way, they were willing to do that. That is why to this day, Aaliyah's mom still took up for R. Kelly during the surviving R. Kelly situation. And she okay. knew damn well that this man impregnated her daughter. And as a mother, I'm like, how can you do that? Like, I got God kids, and I swear, somebody touched my God kids. They did. Like, right. That's a wreck. And um, with the Jay-Z situation, Jay-Z used to be out here back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like, um, when they, when, back when he was talking, when he used to sell drugs and everything, he wasn't even selling them out in New York. He was out Maryland, Eastern Shore. Mm. So... Even before he got put on, he was out here, and it was rumors back then he was messing with underage people because Jay-Z really didn't get on until he was almost 30. 
Right. So, now, remember all those old baby mamas, remember the, he got all these secret kids. They're all from the DMV area. Yeah, the, he's known to have, it's always been rumors that, I mean, they already, people, the reason why he could not, not claim the one out Eastern Shore, because everybody knew about that one for sure. That was a definite, everybody knew that he was the father of that child. Even down in mm. Annapolis, everybody knew. Because he used to be in the um, Eastern Shore, which is across the Bay Bridge. And you got the Na- Annapolis right there. Um, mm-hmm. It said that he got baby mothers in PG, Montgomery County, um, and even in Charles County. It's rumored to be about five to six other baby mothers down here. Wow. He used to hang out. That's why a lot of people down here, when he started rapping and he was just claiming New York, a lot of people didn't respect that. Because you were down here doing your hustling days, and when you were right before you even got on, he was always down here. He wasn't really up in New York. Ninety percent of the time, he was down here. Yeah, I can see, I can see R. Kelly turning on a lot of people. Because remember, they did that whole tour. People forget about this. I remember when we was young. Remember they had the R. Kelly and Jay Z tour. Yeah, they I forgot the, the name of the best it. Best of both worlds. The best like of both that? worlds, right? They dropped that yep. album. They remember something happened on that tour, and they fell off and never worked with each other, never spoke again. I always thought it was about Aaliyah, <laughs> but that was after Aaliyah died. So yeah. I don't know, like what you know. Maybe they got into an argument about her. I'm not sure, but Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I remember everybody kept asking what happened, what happened, and they were just vague about it. They just said they decided to go their separate ways. They didn't even finish the tour. Mm-hmm. I remember people were pissed off because they spent good money, you know, best of both worlds, one of the, the king of R&B and the king of quote-unquote rap, and then they yep. just stopped in the middle of the tour. You know, I wonder if low-key he was trying to push up on Beyonce. Yeah. You and never that know. That might have been crazy. That, yeah. that probably is true, too. Yeah, a but, lot of people in the chat are saying that they remember that too. But Somebody said that their dad Kelly went to sings. the tour. I yeah. hope R. Kelly sings like a canary. Even though he's been doing his stuff since God knows how long, shoot, bring all them other people down with you because everybody needs to be exposed. Yeah, so honestly, like if the you don't go down, start, start telling by everyone else too. You have nothing to. At nothing. this point, he doesn't. She well, thank you so much for calling in, Lauren. I really appreciate it. We got a lot of calls. So we're trying to get through as many people. But thank you for calling in with your perspective. Thank you. All right. And you guys, thank you guys for giving everybody diamonds. Um, if you want to give any gems, double tap on the speaker, including myself, honey, because diamonds are a girl's best friend. Um, so double tap on the person's picture. So let me go ahead and bring on uh, Reggie Lanier. Reggie, you're coming to the stage. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? Oh my God, I'm geeking right now. I cannot even believe you. I keep thinking. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, what do you think about this whole R. Kelly debacle? Oh, uh, okay. Let me get my breath. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I am very, very like, I'm not surprised at all about like the whole uh, guy situation. The streets have been talking about that mm. part. Like they have been talking. Um, I remember he was in, I was really, really young and my family is like, Kind of somewhat like I don't have like famous family, but like kind of connected in like the music industry. I have a lot of uncles who are like music producers and um, like in the Miami scene. I'm from Miami. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember he was down there for a while. And my cousins used to hang out with like Usher and like running those like groups and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, they always told us like we were never allowed ever to like even like ask to go to like the parties or like to their house, like my one of my cousins is really close with Usher at the time, um, back in like the early two thousands, and they would like go and like hang out with them. Um, there's like a lot of parties like on Star Island. We always wanted to go to Star Island. There's like a whole island down there uh, called Star Island where like all of these big rappers had houses at the time, and um, like the kids, we were never allowed because like people were talking. I didn't even really wasn't even really able to understand it back then mm -hmm. at the time but like just looking back at it now at all this type of stuff like it's really not very surprising to me at all that um guys are coming out and saying that and i don't think that he's going to be the last one um or at all was the only other male that r kelly was doing stuff with because i was just i was honestly just waiting for that news to come out honestly so what did you exactly hear from like your family as far as him with males was it a situation because like okay when I went to the Bronx everybody knows about the Africa Mabada situation and I remember talking mm. to like some of my friends after like older friends in the Bronx and they were saying that when they were teenagers people would tell them flat out do not go to Africa Bombada's apartment if you if right. you, you gonna walk in straight and come out crooked that's what they said in the Bronx uh <laughs> so was it like that situation where they told you don't go over there to R. Kelly. They didn't go into details, but if you went there, you're going looking for trouble. Was it kind of like, is that what they were hinting at? Basically, exactly, basically. It was just very much like the young boys and the young girls. It was very much like just everybody in general do not like, like we're like my older cousins and people who are sort of like a little bit in the scene and connected, they were able to go with, they were all older adults and stuff like that. I had to be about like maybe like 12, 13 around there, like, you know, like teenage age at the time and just was very, very interested in it and just wanted to sing and wanted to get to know them and stuff like that. And a lot of my, my whole family was like very musical. And so definitely wanted to be in the scene. Um, but at the time just were not, we were not allowed to like, nobody would introduce us, anything like that. It was just very much like, you know, you're not safe and it wasn't a safe situation. Um, so mm -hmm. they would never let any of us hang out with them. They were, my family is not by any means like, uh, uh, <laughs> they have their own issues, but, um, they were definitely protective of us when it came to, um, what kind of people they let us be around. And they definitely were very like clear about it's not a safe situation. Um, mm. so when all of this started coming out, it was just very, for me, it was confirming. It was just like, oh, okay, well, thank God, you know, it was one of those right. situations. Wow. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Reggie. I really appreciate it. No problem. I am so surprised you picked me. I was eating and then you <laughs> said my name. <laughs> but I love you so much. Like a love crazy amount. I love you so, so much. Thank you so much. Love you too. And thank you for calling in. 
Yes. Bye. Bye. Boy, he was spilling some Florida tea. I'm here for that. But yeah, um, even people in the chat are saying that somebody said that one of their dad's best friends was molested by Africa Mbada. Like it was a well-known secret. Yeah, Jasmine is saying that she says her dad's from the BX and one of his best friends from childhood got molested by Africa Bambooty too. <laughs> um, not laughing at that, but you know, we call him Africa Bambooty. But yeah, it, it's sad. It's like all of this is an open secret. And so many times we focus on white perpetrators like the Jeffrey yep. Epstein's and, oh, you know, white folks are freaks and they're out here molesting kids. But then we'll turn a blind eye to the shit that's going on in our own community. And that needs to stop because we literally ruined a whole generation of kids with the fuck shit. Like talking about Usher, let's keep it real. Usher had no business rolling with P. Diddy and all them way back in the day when he was 12, 13, 14 years old. And as quiet as it's kept, I've heard a lot of rumors that Usher was also being touched by people and, and, you know, made to have sex early. And, you know, he wasn't in the best environment when he was rolling around P. Diddy. Yeah. It's just really disturbing all this stuff that's coming out now. So let me go ahead and bring on some more people. Um, Kaymani, you're coming to the stage. Kaymani. Hello? Okay, she might not be ready. Let me go ahead and um, bring on somebody else. Ariel Waters. Ariel, you're coming to the stage. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, This is not surprising. I was just about to ride in the... Uh, in the, um, in the uh, I'm so sorry. I'm nervous. In the chat that everyone knew about R. Kelly, like it doesn't surprise me. Um, my dad had a personal vendetta against R. Kelly for personal reason. Like it just it's it's crazy that you know he watched. It. I wasn't allowed to watch or even listen to R. Kelly for a very long time. Um, I didn't start listening to R. Kelly's music was when I was in high school and my dad called me and he was just like, no, no. <laughs> so they, everyone knew about it. My dad knew a girl, you know, who they may have been dating or not. I'm not sure what the full story, but he knew that she had slept with R. Kelly. And when adults found out, you know, they cheered them on. Cheered them on like, oh, you slept with R. Kelly? Oh, good for you. And even mm-hmm. my, um, I was so even my grandma had cheered her on. So my dad was the only one who thought it was weird and very was disgusted by it. So it's just like everyone knew. It's just, you know, everyone back in that time just thought, you know, she a champion. She may get it back. It's whatever. It's just, it's so weird that everyone was like, kind of shot by R. Kelly, but growing around and just hear about it, it, just, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Now, what vendetta did your dad have against R. Kelly? Like, was they fighting over the same girl? Remember that song? Yeah, my... R. Kelly and Usher. <laughs> same girl. Same girl. Yeah, but my dad was... They were teenagers. He said that was... She, they, she was 15. So my dad was 15. So it just... So yes, yeah, dad so, was hollering at the girl. He liked her, and then R. Kelly swooped her up. Yes. But ever since, <laughs> it's been beef. Like, this old-ass man just <laughs> smashed my crush. Okay, yes. I get it. I get it. Okay, that makes perfect sense. 
Yeah, it just, I don't know I if mean, they were friends or girlfriend. It just, <laughs> yes. Mm, okay. It's like my dad was just, yeah, my dad was like, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or crush. He is just like, my dad talked about it. My mom told me about it. So it was just like, whatever. I just, at the end of the day, I wasn't allowed to listen to it, listen to him <laughs> for a very long time. Wow. That is interesting. Wow. wow. I guess it makes sense that you would have some young boys out here who definitely felt the way, you know, since yeah. some of these older cats, you know, coming and smashing 15, 16 year olds, you know, and back then, like I said, it was more normalized because it's a celebrity, just like with Elvis, you know, when he got with Priscilla Presley, she was like, what, 13? But it's like, it's okay because it's a celebrity, your child is quote unquote getting taken care of, you know, and that's not always the case. Your child could nine times out of 10 be getting abused and beat like some of these women. So that's the part that's scary when, when parents co-sign that type of relationship just because the other person is famous. Yes. Yeah. Even like some of the people like who do concern, they was just like, they just don't some them don't believe in the victims. The actual true victims was like, Oh, he didn't rape them. It's mostly consensual. That's why it's like around the people around me is having a hard time because, you know, at the time it was consensual, but legally it's still illegal. You can't sleep with a minor. It's it's rape either way. Right. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it, Ariel. Thank you. I love you, T. <laughs> love you, too. We'll talk to you later. You still sound like Portia. Uh, <laughs> wait, they want you to say they want you to say bye Ashen in the in the chat. Bye Ashen. <laughs> you sound just like Portia. All right, sis, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> she cracks me every time she calls and she sounds just like Portia Williams. Let me go ahead and bring on um authentic epic boom. You're coming to the stage. <laughs> Let's see, are you there? Authentic? Oh, she's not saying anything. All right, let me go ahead and pick somebody else. Um Let's see here. Uh Bayesian Beauty, you're coming to the stage. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you. First time. Just let me turn my phone. Um, I would say as a Barbadian, I'm from the Caribbean. So it was, and I'm 21. So looking in, looking at the R. Kelly situation kind of is not surprising. It's not surprising at all. Because even when I was in primary school, we had the whole graduation and we had R. Kelly play. I'm like, okay. Even my mother had told me about R. Kelly when I was in primary school and I'm like 10, 11 years old. So why is it shocking for other people when all these things come out? <laughs> and even to today, it is so commonplace to have older men and younger girls together. Like <laughs> I can only speak from my stand, from my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But in Barbados, it's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny to me because when I was um, in secondary school, there was 
always like a group of men, you know, outside the school, liming, you know, doing their own thing. And when you would walk by, it was high sexy, high this, you know, we're 14, we're 16, you know, and it's commonplace to do this. But five years later, I'm walking the same street, same guys are there and I don't get anything. But then I realized like, I look older. So now it's not, I can't, I can't, I'm not the sexy one anymore because I'm not underage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just too commonplace, even all over the world. And especially, I can only speak for Barbados, but it comes to a point where I've realized that we have, we get really annoyed when it's young girls, you know, when it's, you know, it's time for everything to be viral and everything else. It's time for us to get up and march and scream and shout and protest. But then when real issues happen, everybody goes quiet and mm-hmm. we just sit back and watch. And, and it's just, I don't know what the whole issue is, but I'm, I'm almost over it. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. And yeah, what you're saying happens everywhere. You know, that's just the dynamic. And, you know, I, I get it. It's like older guys are always going to, you know, approach young girls and things like that. But there's also laws set in place. And yes, and you have some young girls who want to talk to older guys. I remember at our high school, most of the guys who would come up there to pick people up, they were grown. They were driving. So these obviously weren't sophomores. They had cars, you know, grown men. We had a daycare at our high school. Most of the people who had kids at our high school who had their kids in daycare, none of their baby's fathers were sophomores and juniors and freshmen. All of their baby's fathers were grown, you know, in their 20s. So, yeah, it's definitely nothing new. It's just very unfortunate because, I mean, I get it sometimes it is puppy love and you can fall in love with somebody older, quote unquote. But a lot of times it's manipulation. And then when you look back on it, you kind of understand like, damn, that person really did manipulate you. And then as soon as you get to a certain age, you're moving on to the next younger thing. So it's really sad. And women need to like really watch out for that, especially if you have daughters. So yeah, thank Thank you you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, you too. Bye. Hey T, can you hear hey, me? Asenic. Yes, we can hear you. How are I'm, you? I'm good. And you, I'm, it's so good to speak to you. I'm sorry. I was I was pressing the button because girl, I like to talk. So I was like, "What's going on?" And then, and then it popped up. So hey, everybody, hey with Joyce. I just wanted to say I love you so much, T. I think you're amazing. And you and my dad are birthday twins. That's why really? I think I love him even. Yeah, yeah. We just yeah. celebrated his birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, my dad is almost seventy. What the okay. Thank you. Um, I was in your live that day. I was telling my mom, I was like, oh my God, my favorite, my favorite auntie is on in my head. Uh, let me tell her <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> um, or whatever. So let me, yeah, you're welcome. No problem. Um, I'm so happy for you in the house and everything. Blessings to you. So, hey, everybody, I'm going to get to the point. My thing is, when I think about R. Kelly and I think about Aaliyah, I think about one of the songs that is just really stuck in my head is Seems like you're ready. Every song just takes mm. on a new disgusting meaning to it. Cause it's like, whoa, I'm thinking you're talking about a grown woman, but all the time you're talking about kids. Hold on. Yeah. I can't be listening to that. That's disgusting. Does that make me and me thinking about that song? Does that make me some kind of weird uh pedophile just because 
I have that stuck and I've been listening to him so long, it takes on a new meaning. So I'm like, these lyrics are, are nasty. I can't be listening. Oh, no, I can't do that. And what well, I guess what well, peep this is peep this okay. while we're talking about the song. Uh huh. Isn't it funny that R. Kelly is basically the living embodiment of the Pied Piper? Yes. Remember, yes. The, remember, remember the fairy tale, the Pied Piper. What yes. he did, the, the town was overran with rats. Rats were everywhere. It was in the food, in the water, just rats everywhere. So they asked him to come and play his music to get the, the rats out of town. And so he came and he, was, and he took the rats. He played his flute. He got the rats to jump over the cliff. So the townspeople were supposed to pay him. The town mm. was broke. They ain't had no damn money. Then what he did, he started playing his flute and took all the children. People never saw their children ever again, boys and girls. Wow. So isn't it funny that R. Kelly, if you guys really understand that fairy tale, he took it. We would see him walking around with a mask. We didn't really think too much of it. We kept thinking it was Zorro, but it was really the Pied Piper. He called himself the Pied Piper. And when you think about all of these songs, you go back and think about it. All of these songs were conditioning us. Yes. Even that Aaliyah album, AJ Nothing But a Number, that song, I never realized it until I got older that that shadowy figure in the background was R. Kelly. Oh, I knew. I never paid it no mind. Yeah, you know, I, I told my mom at that time, I said, why is he on her album cover? I, I think we just need to see Aaliyah. I remember saying that to my mom. I'm like, that's a little creepy for me. Why is he in the background? It's about her. It's not about him. And then when mm-hmm. I would see them on like BET and stuff, I'm like, are they a couple? Why are they dressed alike? Uh, this is something I did with my boyfriend back in the day before I came out. We dressed alike. Um, people mm-hmm. don't dress alike. I don't just like my brother. We're not twins. So unless you're in a relationship and you're going to take pictures back in the day, I'm 44. So that's what you would see with couples. What, what is going on here? Why in the world are you guys dressed alike like you're a couple if you're not a couple? So I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is a 15-year-old dressed like a grown man? And, and, and just the fact all these people around them that didn't protect her. I think about all the kids like herself. Being that young, you're still naive. We still don't know nothing at 15 and 16. She should have been protected by her mother. Her mother really gets on my nerves when she speaks about stuff. It, I feel like it just really irritates my soul. You didn't protect mm-hmm. your child. You didn't make it. You want to make sure she makes it. So you're just going to leave her with this grown man. Oh, I was around. If you're around, how did she get pregnant? How did they right. get married? Because wouldn't you know about that? Wouldn't you be one of them helicopter moms hovering over her ass, making sure stuff don't happen, protecting your child, you and your husband? And I feel like everybody around them, where's their jail cells? You need to be right behind R. Kelly because the hush money and all that you didn't say, knowing that this mm-hmm. girl was young, y'all just as guilty. And I have an issue yep. with it. And it has happened now, right now. I feel like it's just no protection for kids. It's sad. Now, what I find very interesting about Aaliyah's mom, somebody wrote in the chat, they mm-hmm. said on the, on the anniversary of her death, she put up a shower curtain or something around her grave. Like she has like a mausoleum. Yes, I put up some type of I curtain. It's, yes, it's Why? a lot of videos so, on YouTube because, I've seen about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it, but somebody was writing it because she wants to keep prying eyes away from her daughter's grave and she's trying to protect her daughter. What pissed yes. me off about Diane is that you're so busy trying to protect your daughter in death. Bitch, where were you at when she was in life? When Thank she you. had exactly. life, when she was Thank here, you. you're right, putting shower you... curtains up and, you know, right. crying about this and crying about that. And the fans are doing too much. But when she was here, you never saw her mom. You you saw our, Aaliyah with R. Kelly more than you ever saw with her family. Ever. And, and, and that's it, sad. Let's keep and that real. Sad. 
Right. And recently I watched a video. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. uh, Rejoice. It's a video I've recently seen of people, especially this one guy I watched. He he went to Aaliyah's grand. And I said, wait a minute. There wasn't a a gold gate in front of her mausoleum. And then right above her is her father. So is this, is this gate like, okay, you can only open it to put in flowers. All of that wasn't there before. And and Mm -hmm. my thing is the more she speaks out that I feel like she's kind of trying to convince herself. I didn't do anything wrong. I protected mm-hmm. my child. That's how she comes off. And I'm like, that's what happens with guilt. You say stuff, but you often, you mean the opposite of it. And I'm thinking she didn't protect her at all. And, and in my far, as far as her uncle, this Barry Hankerson, I'm like, for anybody mm. who get on that label, oh my goodness, I pray about it first. Go talk to people. Because when I think about him, I feel like he's an older P. Diddy. Okay? Because I, right. I remember all I remember. Yeah, he don't get oh, drug yeah. as much as P. Diddy. He's just as bad as P. Diddy. Exactly. He done stole from his artist. He done did yes. all types of shady shit. JoJo and all yep, has other, other publishing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I just feel like when you're dealing with somebody, I'm like, this girl he's trying to promote, I wish somebody would warn her, get away from him, do whatever you can to get out of that contract because he's going to do you the same way. All these years, we I mean, a lot of us have Aaliyah's music on LimeWire or me. Some of the new stuff I've heard, I've gotten off of SoundCloud. We deserve mm-hmm. to hear her music, but they stopped that. So all of a sudden, you want to give it to us now with all these during the trial. She didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, that's- and that's what's really disturbing is that they're using this trial. This is supposed to be something serious. This is supposed to be a chance for the victims to speak out against R. Kelly. And they're mm-hmm. using this trial as publicity for her music. That's why I said the checks have slowed down. Yeah, they have. When that money, yeah. when that money they is funny need money. and folks aren't mm-hmm. eating the way they were eating, then you'll start getting albums. You'll start getting stuff. They said today, one in a million just broke uh, records. It just hit the billboard. Oh, absolutely. After 20 years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what does that say? How would she feel to, if, if, you know, if she knew her music wasn't being displayed all these years? You know what I mean? I, I feel like she was in the industry for, industry for a reason. We don't have anybody like her. We have replicas of what they think that, you know, they're trying to be like Aaliyah or they look up to her and stuff like that. But there's mm-hmm. hasn't been anybody quite mm-hmm. like her. So I'm thinking this is something she used to say. I want my legacy to be that I'm a good person. You know, she she talked about how she wanted her legacy to be about music and how she cared about people and how humble she was. And I'm like, all of this other stuff is cascading over who she is more than her music. More people are interested. I'm starting to see not everybody because I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, what happened to her again? Oh, she was young. And it's just trying to blame her for the marriage. And I'm thinking, OK, if you have common sense and two plus two was four. She was a kid, a teenager. OK, in order for yeah. something like that to happen, it has to be adults involved. So you can't blame a child for what grown people are doing. But if you had somebody exactly. watching, protecting her, that wouldn't have happened. That pregnancy wouldn't have happened. She wouldn't have had to go through all of that and all these other girls because so many parents, not all, there's a lot of good parents, but to me, there's a lot of parents out there that just see dollar signs because all the yep. ones that's been in the news, mm-hmm. you gave your, come on now, these rumors have been around so much to me so they're, they're consistent. You don't hear, usually rumors start off, if I tell you guys one thing, it'll come back to me in an hour, a whole different way. It's consistent because it's true from him sitting outside from the pack, from the uh, principal of the school saying, oh, yeah, he will be outside about three o'clock. You didn't find nothing wrong with that. And this is a grown man. He didn't have no kids at that age going to right. school. Right. 
Yep. And I'm like, can we crack open some heads and see if we got a milk and water and shit up there? What is going on in your brain that you thought it was okay for the loudest to keep happening? Nothing went on. You didn't get no red flags like this man shouldn't be here at McDonald's at this time. Why is he talking to all these kids? Why is he at this school and, and the uh, alarm just went off for everybody to get out of school? Come on, put it together and protect the kids from this craziness. Now you have all this, these people who have been scarred for life. And traumatized mm-hmm. by his craziness. And in his mind, he feels like he hasn't done anything wrong. And I'm like, you know what? I pray he don't get out. I don't think he do. I think all the money is gone. But once he starts singing, I want that song to come out with him telling, all, like you said, telling everybody else who did, who did what, exposed them. And then them other people need to go to jail, too. Because it's just not fair for you to protect him and not protect an innocent child. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, I'm sorry if I took up too much time. It's been a blessing to speak to both of you guys. I'm a long time tea sipper as well, and I'm a part of the Discord um, or whatnot. And blessings to everybody. I love you guys both. Love everybody in here, and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank we you. We love for you too. And yes, thank you for calling in with all of that wealthy info. I really appreciate it, sis. Oh, no problem. Have a good day. I'm gonna still keep listening. You too. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> some excellent points she really did yeah you know a lot of people you know that need to be held accountable because like she was saying how does a grown man how's he at the school after school every day and remember the choir teacher whatever the the, his choir teacher would say that he was always up there at the school at the school he just show up why he ain't got no kids at this damn school exactly he's not coming to visit the teacher right I ain't been back to my high school since I graduated. What the hell I look like still coming back up there? Hey, y'all, what y'all doing? Not a damn thing, because I got bills to pay and kids to take care of. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Who just trolls their high school? (laughs) Trolling for damn teenage ass. Oh, weirdo. (laughs) Let me go ahead and bring on Brandon Brennan. Brandon, you're coming to the stage. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to start bringing a few people up on the stage so that way they're ready. And then just stay muted until I say your name. I think that'll be easy. I'm going to just start bringing a few people on stage. Make sure you're muted if I bring you on stage. And then when I say your name, you can just unmute yourself. So that will kind of make the process quicker. Let me bring Brandon on and a few other people. Just stay muted until I say your name. Brandon, are you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you? I'm good. If you guys don't know, I'm from the Lost episode um, thank God that didn't come out because whew, we read some people for filth, but we're back. I'm going to keep this quick. I wanted I to talk about episode. Yes. yes, you was going yes. off. On the baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I wanted to talk about the Aaliyah situation. I have my Aaliyah shirt on. I'm a huge fan. I'm from Detroit. And if you know, you know, she is from, I think she's from Detroit from what I remember. And my whole thing with her is I definitely feel like he took advantage of her because if you watch her old clips, you would know they would ask her, how old are you, Aaliyah? And they would say, she would say, oh, that's not important. Who says Mm. that? Little kids, if you ask them, they'll tell you straight up. And she was a little kid. I don't care what anybody says. 14, 15 that's a little kid. They're not thinking about marriage or sex. They're thinking about whatever little kids think about doing. So my thing is, he's telling her to say this shit. You know he's telling her to say this shit. Don't tell everybody about how old you are. And another thing is, how are you guys not noticing this? You know, his mom, her mom is like, 
how are you not noticing this? You know, of course, she didn't want them talking about her in the documentary because she knows what she did was messed up. I'm sorry. And her uncle, Mm -hmm. I just if you watch Choice TV, you would know that we've been trying to get her music on streaming platforms for years. And he would tell us the same old song and dance. Well, I sold the publishing to this person out in in out in Ohio or whoever in Timbuktu and uh, we can't get it out. And now here it comes. And what really got me, what pissed me off is he's going to release it in increments. Taylor Swift yep. didn't do that. She just put it mm-hmm. out for everybody. You know, oh, I'm going to release it in increments. This is coming out on this day. Just put it out. Oh, and another thing is, oh, and we're going to have a new album with all her unreleased music. And this person's going to be on here. And that person's going to be out on here. People that she didn't even know. Yes. That's exactly. exactly. And it's like, why is this person and that person going to be on this album? And she didn't know them. Put the tracks out as it is. Put the tracks out in their original form. Stop with all this nonsense, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just feel so bad for her because I just feel like there really wasn't many people out there who really cared for her and if you watch her old interviews you can see the old interviews from inside edition she seemed like such a great person and she seemed like really nice so it's just really sad that there was nobody in her corner not that many people in her corner to really like protect her and you know the whole I don't know. I think there's something really up with the whole plane ride I know people were saying that she didn't want to I don't know we'll never know but she is, I just definitely feel like he was, he was definitely telling her not to tell everybody about his age. And that's what really messed me up. I just, I knew he was telling, he was probably in her ear telling her, don't tell everybody how old you are. Cause we got Yeah, because married. a lot of us, yeah. we didn't know how old Aaliyah was when she yes. came out. Yes. We didn't understand because we thought she was older. We didn't mm-hmm. know she was like around our age because she yes. just looked older. She acted older. She had this mystique about her. Whereas mm-hmm. like with Brandy was like, you know, the young one and she acted yes. her age. And so it was always this whole thing, this kind of like low key beef with Aaliyah and Brandy yes. fans because it was like, well, Brandy acts her age. Aaliyah acts like she's 25. Then we find yes. out she's literally only 14, 15. But that I mean, was why, though, mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Yeah. Age is nothing but a number. She had one of the tracks on I Care For You talking about, I don't know what to tell ya. And she was talking, I'm pretty sure they're saying that she was talking about him. And all the weird requests he wanted from her, it's just really dark. You know, just falling down the rabbit hole. It just makes mm-hmm. you feel bad for her, you know? Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, for calling in. I really appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. Love you guys. I love you too. Bye. All right. So let's go ahead and bring out Muchilla. You're on the stage. Hey, everybody. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How is everybody doing? We're doing good. (laughs) I, um, with this whole thing, I, um, they showed an interview with Dame Dash talking about her. I want to say it was around her birthday. Mm-hmm. When they were celebrating her birthday, and he now he's coming up with some new story, which is he's saying that she was complaining about the plane, and, and Hype Williams took get her get plane, or Lenny yeah. Kravitz got her plane, and then Hype took it or something like that. Yeah, and then she was mm-hmm. mad, and he's mad at Hype Williams because he took the the jet, the big plane. 
did you did you guys hear about that? Yeah, yep, we heard about it. Dane Dash is an attention seeker, but mm -hmm. I, but I feel like he's all in the mix with this too. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if if they I think they pressing him like this because they want him to tell more people. And I want to. Well, I'm confused. Does. Like I said, I'm like I said on my live show. And I don't know if maybe you know. I'm confused about the timeline of Dame Dash and Aaliyah's relationship. If somebody can call in and let me know, because it, from what I knew, I didn't know they were dating or even together until after she died. A lot of people on the East Coast said that they knew us. Well, I'm not going to say everybody in the Midwest, but most of us in the Midwest, most of my friend circle, we didn't know anything about Dame Dash and Aaliyah being together because he was also with Rachel Roy. He had had a baby with Rachel Roy. So when exactly. was this like this whole relationship? He was so in love with her, and I'm so upset about this and that. When the whole time publicly, it was always Dame Dash and Rachel Roy. Like I just I don't get the timeline at all. It just keeps I, changing. I don't get it either, and I want to know when the relationship with her and Jay Z stopped and he started. Right, that whole thing is like crazy, like some kind of uh, wild orgy thing happened. So it seemed like they was passing this girl, young girl, around. That's the vibe. If you I've, go I've back and look gotten. at all of these pictures, the pictures yeah. that they showing, even Nas was in pictures with her. You know, I'm not saying he did anything, but you know, I want to see where this goes because when they, when when Jay Z and, Jay, and and um R Kelly had that fallout, it happened at the garden. They had a big fight there, and um they did talk about it on Angie Martinez show. He came up there saying he got sprayed with mace and stuff in the face. R. Kelly and R. Kelly and Jay-Z got into a fight? Yeah, that's what they said. It happened at the Garden because when they did the thing at the Garden, they, it was a big blowout. They had mm -hmm. they had some kind of fight. He didn't really just he, he did discuss that he got sprayed with Mason. He wasn't coming back out there. He, he ended the show. And wow. he came on the he came on the air the next day and was on Angie Martinez show talking about it. And he, um, I don't know if it was like Jake, that they said something about with him and Ty Ty, they got into it. So who knows? He might have been trying to do something sneaky and somebody rolled up on him and it went left. Right. Yeah, because the timeline is just really weird. And like you said, if you go back and look at the pictures, <clears throat> excuse me, of like Aaliyah, Dame Dash, um, P. Diddy. I mean, you could tell, um, you know, Jay-Z, you could tell she was definitely in relationship with these people. There's even a picture of her, her best friend, Kadada, and some other white girl. And you can see how Jay-Z has his arm around her and all that stuff. But things back then were different. It wasn't like now, like with social media, how we know everybody's relationship. We had timelines and receipts. A exactly. lot of these pictures I didn't see until later on in life. Those were, those were like industry parties they went to in the city. On industry mm -hmm. night. Okay. Uh, and uh, up here is still in New York is still, I don't know about now, but I know Tuesday nights used to be industry night where they have parties at clubs and stuff like that. With COVID, you know, everything's done changed, but that's how it used to be. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, you and could definitely tell she was in a relationship with these people. Yeah, it looked, it, it's, I don't know. It just, it, I feel, I don't like what her parents did. There was there, there's also the rumor that her mother was messing with R. Kelly too. Mm -hmm, so, I heard you that. You know, huh? I've heard that as well. 
Yeah, that's so probably like, another reason why. Um, she, she probably was jealous of her old daughter. It's just, it's just weird. They, they really didn't look out for this girl, and she was a smart kid, did good in school, good grades, beautiful voice, you know. And and it's just messed up that he's trying to make money. Like this seemed like he timed it with the trial to bring out this thing. Yeah, to bring out her new, her new, her music. Just bring it out. You might end. Yeah, you should just post. Let me ask y'all some diggy by the um. Doesn't he have R. Kelly's publishing? I don't think did he. No, he's trying to. He's trying to sell his publishing. I no, I doubt he does because they said that right now he's trying to sell the publishing, but that um nobody's willing to buy it. Because, you know, he's a pariah right now. Because yeah. he's trying yeah. to sell so he can make some money. So I don't know. This whole But I, I get when I when I see pictures of her with Dame, because even Dame tried to come out a while back and say that Jay-Z tried to steal Leah from him and all this weirdo stuff. I do. I get pass around vibes from her when I see these yeah. pictures yeah. with these high. And it's nothing against her. It's nothing to discourage her. You know, and I didn't want to say outright say it, but that's what I get. And, and it's like they, it's like her parents didn't look out for her. Yeah, and see, when you've been abused for so long, so I'm. This is not to put anything on Aaliyah because she was a child; she was very young. So when you've been, because it's it's almost like that whole MK Ultra, you know, brainwashing. Yeah. And you, you know, yeah. things get normalized to you in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. so I think because R. Kelly messed her up so bad. You know, it, so for her to just get passed to Jay Z and and Diddy and Dame Dash and all these people, she she didn't see anything wrong with it because she's been groomed into that lifestyle. Because yeah, she thought it was normal. Yeah, and for them to be such close friends, why would she be with both friends? You know what I'm saying? In that exactly. way, exactly. Being so young, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like there was more to it. That's why. Dame Dash, he might just want to fall back and just sip his tea and quit running his mouth where they start digging up shit on him and Jay-Z. And That's, what That's what I think is going to happen next. That's what I think is going to happen next. Because mm-hmm. he's he's running his mouth. You're, look, you, have you heard anything from Jay-Z? About, yeah. I've never heard him even mention her name. That's what shot me when I saw those pictures years ago. Because I've never even heard him. I mean, outside of the song, you know, I miss you and, you know, him going at Star. I remember that back in the day. But since then, there's no, like, shout-out on her anniversary. There's no talking about her randomly. And it's not like she had beef with Destiny's Child or Beyonce. So it's just really weird, especially if this is somebody that you loved and were obviously in a relationship with. He's never spoken about her. Only Dane really speaks about her. Yep. The whole thing is weird. That whole thing is crazy to me, but um, I don't want to take up too much yes. of y'all time. Thank you for calling in, sis. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you for letting me speak. Definitely. And so, Janita, you're up here. Janita, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing better, feeling better. Um, I just wanted to say everything that I was hearing, consider when I was hearing about you know they had to ask to use the bathroom and all this type of stuff does it not mm-hmm. sound like child sex trafficking to you mm. like that does that not sound like it because that's what it sounds like like you have to ask permission to do certain things being abused being beat being disciplined like 
that's exactly what it sounds like. And right. I, yeah, I just remember when this first this situation came out and people were coming out. Oh, I worked with R. Kelly and I feel so bad about that. You remember when uh, Chris, I think it was Christina Aguilera that did that. Like she was, she came out, it was somebody, but somebody came out and they were like, I worked with R. Kelly. Like just all these people were coming out and then Charlemagne came out oh, the most unprotected woman is the black woman. And I was looking at him like, don't you have a rape case against you? Right. Trash out. <laughs> like, you are the irony. Huh? <laughs> That's the irony. Of yes. Charlemagne. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. It was just so weird to me. And as much as I love Michael Jackson, but. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he also work with R. Kelly as well? He sure did. Yeah. But and but then you you heard these ac these accusations against him messing with these young boys. Like I I don't I don't know about that situation whether or not those accusations were true. But I just find it funny how he works with R. Kelly, and then the what was the name of that one documentary? Um. When it when he was accused of touching those young boys, I can't remember. You talking about that Surviving Neverland or whatever? Or the Neverland yeah, documentary. Yes. I don't think it was called Surviving Neverland, but the one with Wade Robson and the other guy. I think yes. it was just called um, Return to. I think it was Return to Neverland or something like that. Yeah, but that ended up being like such a scam. Those dudes were trash, and they found yeah. out because you got to understand. You know, yes, there was accusations against Michael Jackson, but none of them were ever founded. Okay. Um, a lot of it was a money grab, but I will say this though, because I think a lot of times people try to ignore it because it's Mike. Michael Jackson did put himself in a lot of precarious situations. I'm sorry. And I also blame the parents because I don't give a damn how big somebody's bedroom is. You're not spending the night in a grown man's bedroom. You're not spending the night at a grown man's house. But see, that's why you have to hold the parents accountable because a lot of parents, they see celebrity and they think because they see you on television or in a movie, or because you can sing a song, that somehow it's like all common sense goes out the window. So you'll have people saying, well, Michael Jackson's bedroom wasn't a regular, you know, bedroom. He had two levels and he had a super big bunk bed and whatever the hell he had up in there. That doesn't negate the fact that you don't put yourself in situations where you have children who are not related to you or even related to you sleeping in your bed. You know, those are words that came out of Michael's mouth that, you know, he shares his bed with kids. And then that's where a lot of the accusations, you know, started coming out. And a lot of it was a money grab by the parents. Um, you know, so even though it's come out that he didn't touch the kids, it's still weird that you would even put yourself in that situation to be around other people's children, you know. But, yeah, it, it's definitely idol worship, um, Chanel. I definitely agree with you. It is. And, again, when you break down the word fanaticism, that is where the word fan comes from. You know, and anybody can be a fanatic. Anybody can suffer from fanaticism, parents, adults, teachers, you know. So a lot of it is just people throwing all common sense out the window for a celebrity name. Right. And I'm not accusing Michael of anything because personally, like, I'm only 20 years old. So there's only so much I know. But I'm, I'm just making the comparison about how weird I found it. And I'm constantly telling, like, young girls. It's not a flex that these older men like you. I was once in that predicament being 17 years old. I dated a 27-year-old. Um, mm -hmm. Even when I turned 18, yeah, I was of legal consent, but I dated a guy that was 32. And I look back like, why did I do that? They were taking advantage of me. And thankfully, I was able to 
you know, not be in crazy situations to where I was raped or anything, but I was right. still taking it. I was still taking advantage of, and I constantly tell these young girls, it's not a flex that these guys find you cute. It's not. They need to right. be looking at someone their own age, and they'll constantly tell me, "Oh, you don't know nothing. You just hating." Like you no, hating. baby. Yeah. <laughs> like no, baby. I'm not. I'm not hating on you. I'm telling you. And I was going through a lot when I was a teenager. I had issues with my family. You know, I left my house at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm happily married now to someone that's around my age, but. You know, I was young and I didn't, I just didn't know any better. So, yeah, and I live in Minneapolis and there's so many, uh, I have so many older people around me that tell me, we all knew how R. Kelly was like. So even my spiritual mom, she would tell me, girl, these people, they need to stop acting brand new because we all knew, like, her family's from Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Like, Chicago's a hot skip and a jump. Everybody in the Twin Cities knew what was up. Yes, everybody knew. And when it comes to Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, because people love Jay-Z and Beyonce, you can't speak on them, but you can't negate the fact that Jay-Z was also out here looking at young girls. And sometimes I look at the relationship as just a brand. I don't really know how happy they truly are. Maybe Beyonce has grown up and looked back like, dang, I was taken advantage of too. But I don't really see them separating because they are a brand. They are that power couple in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are agreeing with you. You know, a lot of people in the chat are saying that I was 20 and I dated a 32 year old. Somebody else was Mm -hmm. saying they're they're 19. They dated a 27 year old. And yeah, I dated a lot of, you know, older guys too. So it's definitely that when you look back on it, it is kind of manipulation. You know, when you guys definitely what what the fuck does a 30 year old have in common with somebody who's 17 or 18? Really nothing. And then like, and then it's like, you know, I was dating this one guy, then it ends up being almost like, um, it's like they get mad because you're immature. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I remember one day he called me, he's like, you're just a stupid little girl, you don't know shit. I'm like, but you're 35 dating me and I'm only like 18. Like, what the fuck? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, of course I'm a stupid little girl and I don't know anything. You know, so it is manipulation, you know, that some people do and they, they'll try and talk to younger girls and you just think it's normal because that's how society is. But I think people should give people a chance to just grow and learn and get to know themselves. You know, like, don't go and ruin somebody's, you know, life at 16 because, you know, you want to date somebody young because the women that are your age are going to hold you accountable. And that's why a lot of guys go for younger girls, because they know they can't pull the same shit with a woman who's in her 30s or 40s like they can on a girl who's 18, 19, 20, 21. And that's just the truth of the matter. Yep. And the only reason why the guy I dated that was 32 ended up stopped messing with me is because we worked together and my dad picked me up from work one time and he saw my dad and my dad is Liberian. You know, they they be having the heavy, (laughs) angry, resting faces. And he looked at my Mm -hmm. dad and was like, oh, no, like, I can't I can't mess with you because if your daddy finds out X, Y, Z, I was like, oh, so my dad has to find out for you to realize this isn't right. And that's when I was like, yeah, no, like, what am I doing? Like, I need to heal. I need to understand that these guys are taking advantage of me. And yes, I'm a pretty girl, but girl, they're coming after you because you're young and you're inexperienced. So that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm glad that so many people in the chat can relate, you know. Um, I don't think anybody should feel bad or feel dumb. You know, it's just a part of life. You know, things happen and 
people manipulate and play with people and it happens to girls and boys and things like that. And you got to also understand that it's also about energy. Um, as people get older, you know, and this happens to men and women, they go through a phase where they feel like, you know, am I still desirable? You know, they start going through these weird midlife crises and it's like, well, let me see if I can still pull, you know, a young person. And, you know, cause young people, they just have that energy, you know, they're fun and, you know, they know all the latest TikTok dances and shit. So, <laughs> so it's like, you'll have older people. They want to be a part of that. Think about how Tiger, uh, Tyga was sitting there basically grooming Kelly Jenner, you know, running around, hanging with her and her friends. That man was 27 years old, running around with Kylie. Olds. Yeah, Kylie. Did I say Kendall? <laughs> I mean, Kylie, sorry. You said something. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, you know, so it's kind of the same thing. And it's like, they try to excuse it like, you know, well, younger people are fun and, you know, I'm tired of being grown and having responsibilities. It's like they want to relive their childhood. You know, they want to relive their 20s. Oh, I said Kelly Jenner. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant yeah, Kylie. I, I said Kelly. I'm thinking about R. Kelly. I called her Kelly Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's what a lot of that is, is, you know, older people manipulating young people because young people have a certain frequency. They have a certain energy, you know, and people are attracted to energy. And a lot of times as some people get older, they get embattled and they're bitter and they're angry. Nobody wants to be around that shit. So then it's like, well, let me go ahead and hang out with the 20, 21 year olds or, you know, even younger. And that's why you see like a lot of these YouTubers too. look at James Charles, look at Keemstar. He's 40 days, yep. 20 year old because they want that energy. You know, sometimes, yes, it is about sex, but it's also an energy. It's also there's something going on in their life that's missing or that they're not, you know, enjoying. And they want to live vicariously through that age group. That's why yeah, you see a lot of they 30 year olds. Right, hanging out with twenty-one-year-old and under TikTokers. Yeah, because so they, they can't deep. do the, the, that same, you know, mess with people in their age group. Exactly. So yeah, nobody should feel bad. It just it, it really happens. Like a lot of us were approached by older men, you know, and you get flattered. You know, you're flattered at sixteen, seventeen. Like, oh my gosh, like an older guy likes me. He he finds me interesting. You know, it's just a part of the manipulation. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Jess Martinez. Jess Martinez, go ahead and unmute your microphone. You're on the stage. Hello. Hey, sis, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's my first time. So excited to talk to you. Welcome. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, like, the other girl had a lot of points where, you know, the young girls, and especially it comes even down to how Disney, a lot of the princesses, they were, like, really hella young, you know, trying to get into serious relationships and all this shit. And mm. so, you know, as young girls, you know, we all have that fairy tale dream of getting married and, you know, having mm -hmm. this guy, you know, and so of course it's easy for guys to feed on, you know, feed on that. So I think what happens is that, you know, a lot of girls get caught up in that and thinking that they can change a man, you know, or that he's willing to change for her or whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're just trying to bust a nut or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's not even anything real for that person, but it is to the girl. So I think it's just that, like you said, the energy that they're feeding off. And also like with the R. Kelly thing, like my thing, that vibe that I get from him is that he just wants to like deflower girls. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm. something in that, in that 
I don't even know, like, it's like a ritual almost, you know what I mean? Like, it's so uh, personal to the girl and it's something so intimate. Because remember, that was one of the things that he would ask them right away, are you still a virgin? Right. Because that was the whole reason, like, he got with Jeronda Pace. Is like, because I think she said that night when she finally went to his house is when she lost her virginity to him. Like, he got off on shit like that. Yeah. That's why he kept in that age group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think definitely, you know, I don't want to get gross or anything, but like with blood, you know what I mean? And and Mm -hmm. that whole process of just that girl becoming a woman, you know what I mean? And having that power to take and being able to say, yeah, like I took so many, you know, girls' virginities or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's like some sort of, you know, trophy under their belt or whatever. But in reality, it's like you're robbing these children of their, you know, any sort of... uh, uh, positive sexual experiences, you know, because you don't really know what you're doing when you're that age. Even if you're, you know, messing around with someone your age, you don't even really know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Right. So when these older guys get into the picture and make it seem like, oh, you know, they're going to take care of you and they know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. So a girl, of course, gets all um, trusting with them. But a lot of it, I just think it does go back to, you know, grooming since children, since we were children. Like, I I don't know what it is about it, but it takes me back to, like, even, you know, in the Bible when they, the Old Testament, like, they were getting pregnant, you know, 13, 12 years old, you know, with these older men back then, too. So it's kind of like, it's a normalized thing, but it's not normalized to call it out when it's happening. It's after, right. you know, it's after, after it happens that um, people start talking about it. And it's like, why don't y'all say anything when it's happening right now? You know? Yeah. Cause a lot of that stuff was normalized. And even like in the Bible, um, Mary, I remember being shocked when I found out she was a teenager when she had Jesus because people yeah. didn't live that long. People didn't live till they were like, you know, you know, hundreds of years old, like maybe in the first Testament, but by the time they came around, they didn't. So they had kids younger. You had to get married younger. And even those practices are still around today, like in the Middle East and certain parts of Africa, where you have these child brides. And usually their husbands tend to be these old men. Well, not technically old, but like, you know, way older than them, 30s, 40s, people marrying off their daughters, you know, as a former trying to get money because they're in poverty. And then these girls end up, you know, getting pregnant and trying to have babies and they suffer from like fistula because they're so young, you know, giving birth at 12 and 13. So it is, it's like, um, it's a lot that goes in with that. And even that whole TI situation when he was trying to check his daughter's virginity, I feel like that was kind of ritualistic because why are you letting, why are you even speaking on her virginity? It's almost like you're trying to send, you know, dog whistles to the industry that she's ready. I don't, that never sat well with me. Yeah. And also like that, I mean, with the whole TI, like he knows what's going on. Obviously he's part of all of that as well. Even if he's not going after younger girls or whatever, he's still preying on the vulnerability that, people want a connection and they want a connection to somebody who has a status or or whatever, whatever the case may be. And that's the whole deal with, you know, the hard Kelly. Like when I was watching the documentary, I just, I was just baffled that all these grown ass people were on there and like acting like they were some sort of protectors when, I mean, you didn't really do anything when you were 
you know, when it was happening. And if you're, if mm-hmm. I had a daughter, I would be damned if she's going with the grown man if, and I'm not there. Like, I'm sorry, but I, a lot of the parents here are to blame as well because y'all are the parents. Right. Y'all have the, y'all, I mean, you could say whatever you want, but a lot of them were like, oh yeah, R. Kelly, you know, my daughter, like, you know, and I'm sure. But again, it's about them being enamored by that fame plus your daughter. Would you rather, okay, let's say it like this, right? From a parent's point of view, this is how a lot of parents looked at it back in the day. Would you rather your daughter be with broke-ass 28-year-old Tyrone who ain't got shit, who's just there to, you know, have sex with your child? Or for free, an R. Kelly. For free. Or, or right, Kelly. for free. No yeah. money, no nothing. Because yeah. let, let's, let's talk about Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe. But let's yeah. keep it real. He was a grown man going to a high school getting with Vanessa, who was 16 at the time, okay? And yeah. her mother was okay with this. So that's how a lot of people think that, well, my daughter could be fucking a broke 28-year-old. At least she got an NBA player or, or a celebrity. So again, all common sense goes out the window depending on who the man is. And that's yeah. the sick part. Yeah, that is the sick part because no matter what, somebody's gonna uh, find an excuse to be like, well, you know, he's this or he's that or he does this. And and mind you, I mean, R. Kelly, yeah, I mean, great writer, great, you know, whatever, but as a person and a lot of people knowing what what he was doing, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, you can, you can admire the talent, you can admire whatever you want about, you know, his talent, but mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, even with Aaliyah, like, I mean, I straight up didn't know she was young until, you know, she had passed away. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I thought she was grown. older, you know, mm-hmm. she was a grown-ass woman. And no, and now that it's all coming out after she's dead, it's just like, really? You know, like, it's just, it's really sad for her because now all you can think about is like, damn. You know what I mean? Nobody said shit when she was alive, you know, and you're dragging it down to when R. Kelly is, you know getting uh his shit you know and it shouldn't have came to that like it shouldn't have taken like all these girls and r kelly to get in trouble for all of it to come out and make sense when everybody knew well jess thank you so much for calling in sis i really appreciate it oh well thank you so much and i love you and i love (laughs) your work and i love listening to you so just keep on keeping on thank you and love you too we'll talk to you later talk to you later all right so let me go ahead and bring on uh denny denny go ahead and unmute your microphone hey everybody hey auntie t Long time hey. <laughs> how you doing sis doing good i want to talk on all three of the topics real quick starting okay. with pedophile kelly um with him, because I posted in the Discord, he had a song that came out on his album talking about Aaliyah. And I want to make sure I get the right quote because I posted it. He had said it was the song She's Got a Vibe where he says, little cute Aaliyah got it in between a host of other females. Mm. Right then and there, people should have looked at the signs then. Then know about that song. With um, her and Dame Dash, they were together in 2000 all the way up until her death. Mm-hmm. Then in 2000, and I want to say four or five, that's when he married Rachel Roy and they started to have their kids and stuff. Okay. Then with her family, her uncle, he's trash. The mama is trash. The only family member that you ever saw her really with as she progressed in her with career. Her was with her, yeah, and Rashad mm-hmm. was just like, he made sure like she was protected. So it was kind of like, 
out of all the family, that's the only one. Because whenever there's something that goes with her legacy, he's the main one speaking because the mama don't want to talk for nothing unless it benefits her. Mm. Yeah, because the mama jealous till this day. And that's something she's going to have to eat those sour grapes until it's time for her to go in the kingdom come. We ain't got time for that. You should have protected your child when you had the chance. Right. It's too late in death. Like, she's gone. With the whole Jay-Z thing of the DMV, because I was born and raised, that is true. Because I went to school with somebody who looked exactly like Jay-Z. My freshman year, they were getting ready to graduate. And everybody used to ask him who his pappy was. And he would never say anything. So There's then, a few people who keep saying, who is this child? Everybody keeps talking about this child that looks like Jay-Z in the DMV. He's like, like, like the dude. fourth person who said that. He's a dude. Wow. I can't remember his name. I need to go find my old yearbooks. But my mama, because she's... That's old yearbook. <laughs> yes. Find, out. Yo, find the yearbook and then post the picture I'm going to find it because I might we have to dig to see in. this. I need to get some friends and be like on Facebook, like, look, y'all know who I'm talking <laughs> about. Because we went in history class together. And I was like, kept looking. I'm like, you look like somebody, but I can't put the finger on it. But my mama had told me, because she's from Salisbury, Maryland. Jay-Z used to go to Cambridge slinging dope like it was no tomorrow. Mm. So when she told me that, she told me that when I was 16. Because she was like, he almost could have been my pappy. And I said, you should have jumped on it. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) We would have been famous. You should have jumped on it. (laughs) <laughs> she she didn't so you know it's, it's it's cool it's cool you know i'm not sour no sour grapes you know y'all say couldn't be my mother you know it's okay it's okay you know we're gonna let this lie but um when it came with Aaliyah's legacy on the red album there's two songs i had posted on discord that after that whole mess like watching surviving r kelly and then looking more into it they just keep playing in my head because it didn't set right with me um, never no more and I refuse because the one of them songs she's talking about I'm not going to let you continue to abuse me and all this other stuff and I was up to like is she talking about who I think she's talking about because I used to sing those songs just to sing it but then as you get older and you start you know look at aristocratical and stuff you're like okay so were you talking about that man because we know like I knew growing up you know, I didn't know her age, but I knew it was, she dropped that second album, One in a Million. That's when I started to hear the rumors like, yeah, she was with R. Kelly. And then, you know, I read Vibe, but I never read that particular one until I got older. And I was like, they really were married. That man's a sicko. Like, I hated R. Kelly ever since then. Like, any of his music, I would not listen to. Ignition could play on today. I will turn the car over, flip it, probably crash it because I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. <laughs> And then with mystery, um, Kanye, we're going to really need a come into Jesus moment because the last green room that I spoke on, I remember because you was also looking for, um, waiting for him to drop the album and stuff. So I was mm-hmm. speaking, but I was listening to the background to see this first show was okay. But that second one, that's when I knew like, okay, you're playing with too many spirits that you don't need to be playing with. Because the moment he did that thing where he was rising up to heaven, I was like, tell me you not an atheist without saying you an atheist or that you dibble and dabble in another lord that's not my lord and savior <laughs> right so yeah we can move on to the, to the yeah, we can. thing. Zaria yes. feel free to call in because she said she wants to say something about it but um th- for y'all who don't know there's a video going around TikTok where people 
at his, his third. Mind you, this is the third Donda Lissy party that this man has had. And they said that there was like a bed in the middle of the stage. And by the bed, there was some type of altar. Um, there was water in a bowl. Basically, that was the conduit that people use like in the occult to do seances. So people are blasting Kanye West. And they feel like Kanye West was using the energy of the crowd to basically invoke the spirit of his mother, which is very dangerous because you don't know what type of, you know, you're trying to invoke the spirit of your mother, but you don't know if that's your mother speaking or coming into that crowd. You don't know what demons now you don't attach to those people that went to the listening party. So he's tapping into some stuff that he doesn't really fully understand. And it's really sad. That is very true. Because I want to say it was on... I want to say after the, it was either the first one, the second one, there was a mad, there was like a shooting that had happened and some people had died. And I was just like, okay. And it was like the day, it was like that night going into the next day after his listening thing. And I was like, okay, Kanye, like you already run me the wrong way with DMX's freedom with that whole red light. So I was kind of like perturbed for a moment, you know, the choir thing, but I was perturbed because it ate my spirit. And then looking at the photos from the second one and then looking at that hat travesty of the third one, I was like, you doing too much. Like you want to be Christian, but then it's like, you're trying to also dibble and dabble in a realm that you're not too familiar with. Cause like the right. moment I saw Marilyn Manson, I said, you know what? I seen all I need to see. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna probably listen to, all falls down, and that probably be the only song I listen to. I don't even want to listen to Jesus Walks because you're not walking in the same faith as my Lord. So I'm gonna need you to go ahead and hop on over. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely doing the most, and he doesn't understand that he's opening different portals, and he can mess some people up, dibbling and dabbling with stuff because that's something he can just get on his own. Why do that on the stage with hundreds of people watching and using other people's energy to try and invoke your mother? Mm-hmm. Because when you had said that he had a song on the album, because I didn't even pay attention to the album. I'm not going to lie. I don't need it. <laughs> but uh, when he, they, they, you had said he had a chanting song over for other Yeah. Mom, and I went and looked, and I saw that it had Selena Johnson on it. And I was like, did sis know what she was signing herself up to? Or did she just say, I trust Kanye, you know, that's my boy. I because- couldn't even finish listening to it. Anything that repeats over and over and over like that bothers my spirit. Yeah. So when he true. just kept repeating the name, he kept repeating the name. And by like the eighth time that he said the name, I just turned it off. I'm not about to listen to somebody keep chanting somebody's name. I it, it made yeah. me it made my spirit uncomfortable. So at that point I just turned it off. I said I'll try again to listen to another song, but I'm not listening to chants because repetition is the father of learning. And I don't know what he's spiritually trying to, you know what I'm saying, repeat in the background with bass mask with back masking and all the stuff that they do in the industry, all that sneaky demonic shit. I just don't like a bunch of chants constantly over and over again. So it, it made me feel uncomfortable. I turned it right off. I, I didn't like it. You ain't that. I'm, I'm not going to listen to it. Now, y'all don't hit, kill me for what I'm about to say, but that thing with Kim walking down the wedding dress, I said it to one of my friends. They told me to shut the hell up and get off the FaceTime. I said, it was pretty much like watching the devil telling the lady in the red dress, come on up. You know, we about to go ahead and take over. That's why I had looked at it. They told me to get the hell off the phone. And I was like, well, I'm just saying that's how I, it, it interpreted to me. Because the first one, she was wearing all red at that event. And then next one, uh-huh. you know, you in a full white dress, you know, they're whole crazy. That whole family's psychotic. They need help. They need Jesus. They need Buddha, Allah, whoever. 
<laughs> it was a lot going on. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate you. You welcome. Bye, Phil. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, let me go ahead and bring on Joy Freeman. Joy. Hi. Go ahead and Hi, how are you? I'm good. Oh my gosh, I get to hear you. You're talking to me. I'm just. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm I'm definitely a um a tea sipper. Um, I was a low key hater at first. I, I'm not going to admit that. I was like, who is this lady? Because you just popped up on my YouTube, and I was like, who is this lady? Every time I would watch a video, you would come up, and then you just happened to get my attention. I figured. I found out we had a lot in common, and I'm only 25, but I, I kind of have like okay. a old young soul. Um, but I do want to touch base on both of the topics, the Kanye West thing and the Art Kelly thing. Um, mm-hmm. I We were talking about energies. So um, first, let me say, hurt people hurt people. And uh, when I was listening to your last life, I think it was the green room, you were talking about um, Art Kelly. And it hit me, and I remember watching a documentary and them saying, like, he was molested by his sister, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, yeah. And I thought about it, like, he was taken advantage of as a young boy, and now it seems like he's taken advantage of, advantage of like, young boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, I just find it weird that that he was molested, and now he's allegedly messing with young boys and girls. Um, and I remember watching another interview with him, uh, with R. Kelly, and he was saying how um, he would, uh, he loved his mom. He wanted to marry his mom. Like he had this weird obsession mm-hmm. with his mom. And he would turn the lipstick uh, stain on the cup and drink off it, off of it. And yeah. It was good. And I knew from there that it was a problem because I was a fan of R. Kelly. I didn't know any of this. My mom was very, like, strict, so she didn't let me know on stuff. I just knew him from Trapped in the Closet. That was, like, my favorite thing. I used to stay up watching it all the time. Um, But I didn't know of all this until I was at least a teenager. And I was hearing about the the thing of him, you know, peeing on – another young lady and I thought it was a lie like I thought people was out here lying but you know it was actually true and I was like well what happened to her did she ever speak about it um but I never got any answers about that situation um yeah yeah you talking about Sparkles' niece yep that's Sparkles' niece that was getting peed on I forget her name but she's never really come out and speak because her family got paid off exactly yeah she couldn't come out and talk and I thought about it, like, who paid these people off? Because you have these rich men like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey, Ep- Jeffrey Epstein, and they worked with other people. And they were out here um, sending other girls to other celebrities and stuff like that. So I feel like it's more deeper than what they say it is. Because R. Kelly didn't have all this money. He was all he was out here wasting money. Um, well, from what I hear, he was out here wasting money, um, doing weird stuff out here. So it has it's more to it. it has to be more in the industry, like more people in the industry that's out here paying people to do the things that um, that he and other uh, celebrities that get down like that has done. Right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Joy. I really appreciate it. No problem. Can I just say one thing about the Kanye West thing before I go? Okay. Yeah. I I thought that the album was supposed to be a gospel album because the way the the songs were, it was like, Lord, can you help me? And, and stuff like that. 
And I was listening to it. I was like, this is, I don't know what this is. This is not, this, I thought it was maybe some new stuff, like some new gospel stuff. But when I was hearing that he had Marilyn Manson on there and he was walking on fire and um, the whole wedding dress thing, it kind of reminded me like how you posted the thing with, um, with the mother of Don. Donda, it reminds mm-hmm. me of a live stream that you said something about Whitney Houston, about it being a ritual, like uh, it was a war ceremony and she died upstairs in the in the tub or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that. And the fact that it was in Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. And another, I think the person that spoke before me said something about someone dying. And think about it. Chicago is one of the most dangerous cities that killings happen every single night. Think about all the murders, I'm sorry, murders that happened and people being sacrificed and just so he can bring his, because let's admit it, Kanye West is a powerful, you know, person, like money-wise. And he also have um, bipolar disorder. And they said, they say like mental health issues are also spiritual attacks. Mm -hmm. So I just look at it deeper than this, like in everything like I just feel like he's definitely trying to bring his mama back or something because he always had that obsession with his well not I'm not gonna say obsession because we all love our mommy (laughs) but you know sometimes it's it's best to you know let go and let God because you can you know bring in the wrong spirit but that's all I had to say (laughs) okay well thank you so much for calling in I appreciate it no problem you enjoy and congratulations on your new house I'm actually a home fire myself it was a it was hell (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations to you for getting your home as well and thank you so much thank you god bless bye bye all right so let me go ahead and bring on tia tia go ahead and unmute your microphone you're on the stage hey t can you hear me yeah we can hear you perfectly how are you I cannot believe I'm talking to you. I've been rocking with you since 2013. <laughs> like, I'm on the phone talking to my auntie right now. Like, I'm so hey. So, <laughs> I want to talk about all the topics you discussed. I got in when you and that other woman, like, y'all was going in on Aaliyah's mom because I had got your notification on Instagram and I hung up with my best friend. I'm like, I'm going to call you back. I got to uh, I gotta <laughs> join the tea room. So I am a huge Aaliyah fan. I was born in 92. So of course, she's years older than me. And when she died, I was on a cruise ship at the time in the Caribbean. And so, you know, on a cruise ship back then, they didn't really have, um, you know, TV. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. And so someone Mm -hmm. at the dinner table announced, oh, the singer Aaliyah, she died in a plane crash. And I was eight years old and I excused myself from the table. And I went in the bathroom and started crying because she was my favorite singer. And I felt like, you know... I didn't really get a chance to mourn her because by the time we came back to the mainland, her funeral had passed and everyone stopped talking about her, you know? So I always felt like I never got to mourn her with everybody else. And it always like kind of hurt me because I just felt some weird connection to her. Now, if you are an Aaliyah fan, you would know she did not like to fly. And I don't know if y'all um, discussed this stuff already and forgive me if you did, I just tuned in not that long ago, but she mm-hmm. did not like to fly. And before her death, she had a dream. She said she kept having a reoccurring dream about her, um, like someone was chasing her, but then she takes off and she flies. Like it was happening over and over again. Um, I wanted to, if I could pull it up, hang on. I'm sorry. No, you're it, was a, it was a quote from her dream. Um, 
I just wanted to read it. It says, saw one here. Basically saying that nobody can touch her. No one can get her. Like she's scared and it's dark in her favorite dream. And then suddenly she takes off and she starts flying. And so for someone, you know, the day she died, she wasn't even supposed to fly out that day. She was supposed to fly out the 26th. But they wrapped production early. I'm sure we discussed this already. And she was in a rush to go home, you know, to be with her man and her family. But Mm -hmm. they sent a different, smaller plane. And everyone always rags on the pilot. And I get it. He had no business flying that plane because I think his license was suspended. And he had cocaine and alcohol in his system. But T, how can someone who was both high, cross-faded, have enough sense to tell them the plane was still 700 pounds overloaded? Right. He was telling them that. And uh, he was cross-faded. And I'm like, if, I don't like flying either. Because, you know, when you're driving, you have more control if shit goes down. Like, you could swerve, you could stop. But when you're flying, you're not even in the hands of the pilot. you in God's hands. Like, whatever is his will, it's going to happen. So for someone who uh, was having dreams that, you know, someone was after her, she didn't like flying. She had an uneasy feeling about this plane. Why did she still get on to this day? I do not know. And it bothers me. I wish she would have had, you know, enough willpower or restraint to be like, nah, I'm not getting on. I'll just wait. It is what it is. Diva or not. And so when it comes to the whole R. Kelly thing, I know you like talking about esoterical stuff and spiritual stuff. And so do I, because life is so much more deeper than this flesh experience that we're experiencing. And so Aaliyah married R. Kelly August 34th, August 31st. 1994 it was in the 90s mm-hmm. T Aaliyah's funeral was August 31st 2001 oh I so, never knew that yes yeah, so oh, I was wow. doing research on her she was Ooh. married years to the day she married R. Kelly and I know you DT mm. and I don't believe in coincidence because that ain't no coincidence right that, that, that is not and so I'm just like you know and when you rewatch footage of Aaliyah's funeral Oh, and today's August 31st. Yep. Woo! Okay, I'm going to roll today. I didn't even realize what today was. Yes, today is August 31st. Wow. I scared myself with that one, T. But um, Miss Diane was in shambles at Aaliyah's funeral, which is obvious. Like, she, you literally felt the pain. And for years, I didn't want to disrespect her because she is Aaliyah's mom, and I love Aaliyah. I don't like that woman tea because it's just like, how do you not know? I am I turned 29 next month. If I had a little cousin or a little sister who was Aaliyah's age, you, uh-uh. She ain't hanging out with nobody that was no one grown. And if you notice, Aaliyah never hung out with her peers. Tia Mori, nope. Maya, uh, Marcus Houston, Romeo, not Romeo, Merlin Santana. Those were all Aaliyah's peers. She was never with any of them. Brandy, nope. Monica, none of them. She was always yeah. with the guys. Jay-Z, Dad, yeah. Puffy. Mm-hmm. And see, Kadada was her best friend, but who was Kadada tied to? Tupac, somebody way older than her. Right. Yeah. And so um, my thing is, I remember in the Destiny's Child video for No, 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 Part 1, you know, IMX did a cameo. Because, you know, back then, the artists, they would do little cameos in the videos. So it was like, that was them showing, like, these are our peers. But Aaliyah, she never hung out with people that were her peers, you know? And when I really mm-hmm. look back at footage, when I was younger, I thought she was just so smooth and so mysterious. And I wanted to be like her so bad. But now that I'm grown and I look at her, I'm just like, oh, no. There's like, there was a sadness to her. She was happy. Towards the end of, the end of her mm-hmm. life, I think there was a light and she was happy. 
but overall there was a sadness and I do believe that um she was groomed and R. Kelly it is not to excuse what he's done because I've been reading about what he's been doing. He is disgusting and I cannot believe what the uh, the reports are saying. But um, I'm sure it's been discussed. But wasn't he abused himself? Like, wasn't he molested? By his sister. Or something like that? Yes. And so where does anyone know where his sister is today? Or is she still alive? Or um, She's still around. Yeah, but that's who molested him was his sister. Okay, mm-hmm. so clearly, you know, that perverted spirit got attached himself to R. Kelly through that, you know? And so mm. um, I just don't trust Diane because she's stupid and she knows. And there's a video, if you go on YouTube... And says, um, Aaliyah admits, basically, to the, it says, man, like, you are so late. Some guy was, like, interviewing her, and he was asking, so tell me about R. Kelly. And she rolls her eyes, and she starts laughing. She's like, man, you are so late. My fans, they know. Like, if you pick up an old Vibe magazine, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. I literally just watched the video to make sure it's still there. And so in that Vibe magazine, they were the ones who published She Married R. Kelly. So it's like, mm-hmm. if Aaliyah admitted it, why the hell is Miss Diane for denying it? Like, she looks so stupid. And I don't know when they got annulled, if there was some kind of agreement to where both she and R. Kelly would never speak of this. But I really think R. Kelly might pull, you know, Epstein, because I had wrote in the chat, Epstein, from what I heard, had cameras all over his um, houses. He had cameras in every nook and cranny because he had dirt on everybody because of what he was doing. And I believe R. Kelly is the same. You know, if I'm providing you these hits, these um, this music, these platinum records, I'm going to have to know some dirt about you. You ain't finna just use me up and know my secrets. So ain't no telling what Artelli, you know, has up his sleeve right now. Because I think he still thinks he can get away with this. But I just want everything about Aaliyah to really just be revealed. And I don't think Miss Diane is going to find true peace on this earth until she just comes clean. You know, it is what it is. And I think it will be good for her soul personally. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if she ever comes out and you know, co-signs anything that's coming out during this testimony. Because I think Aaliyah's father had more regrets than um, Diane because he was he was, he was was even more secluded than Aaliyah and he passed away a couple years ago. So now it's just um, Diane and Rashad left and, you know, no one knows what she looks like. But I agree with you. It's just like, you got a lot of nerve, lady. You did not protect your daughter in life. It's kind of too late now that she's dead, you know, with all due respect. And um, these, these new Gen X people coming up, I mean, Gen Z, forgive me, Gen Z, they're starting to get into like Aaliyah and that whole aesthetic and stuff like that. See, mm-hmm. um, I'm a millennial, so I'm more into like that early to mid nineties look, you know, that was, that's my thing. But the Gen Z, they like that, you know, early two thousands and that's when she was really prospering. So I want them to know her music. So it's like, how dare y'all keep this from her, her uncle shady. He's holding Jojo's um, album hostage. She had to do a remake of her original one and it didn't hit the same. So that man is evil. And um, that's all I wanted to say about Aaliyah. But you guys were discussing Kanye West, and I wanted to get into that real quick, um, if I may. So I've been hearing, you know, about his album dropping, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just, I'm not feeling Kanye West and his antics. And I just honestly feel like Kanye West ain't there. I'm not saying he's a clone or he's a demon or anything like that, but I just don't think he's there because I'm all about the eyes, T. The eyes never lie. And if you cover up that man's eyes, like if you take a picture of him today and you cover up everything but his eyes and you do the same from when he was first starting out, that light is gone. And 
when you guys were saying that, um, I remember what turned me off of him was earlier when someone mentioned at his concert, he mimicked kind of like him, like not, not a rapture, but him being elevated in the stage and he was just letting his body fall freely while they lifted up him over stage over the crowd. Like he's Jesus dying for everybody's sins. Mm -hmm. That stuff like that. Cause it's just so, it's just so blatant and disrespectful to me. You know, people have their own beliefs, but God will not be mocked. And I just feel like that's what he's doing. He's mocking God in guise of it's artistic and, you know, it's creative and it's different. And so when you guys were telling me that, you know, they, they got like altars and set up. When I saw that church on the stage, I was like, oh, no. Why? Why? And why is Marilyn Manson standing next to you, too? And you in the house of the quote unquote house of God. And um, you're right. He needs to be careful with what he's playing with, because if he is trying to invoke his mother's spirit, I, I bet you my bottom dollar team, that ain't his mama that's coming back. And he already, you know, cuckoo as it is, he don't need to invoke no spirit, but the spirit of Jesus. And, you know, Kim being donned in that all white getup. I didn't see her in the red one, but I saw the all white. It just looked demonic. It just, it, I didn't like it. T. It gave me, it just literally bothered my spirit. So um, mm. Kanye West needs to be careful. And, you know, his fans are really impressionable. And I didn't realize the pull he had on people because, you know, he's doing crazy numbers, selling out arenas and doing this. Like people really fuck with Kanye West, you know? And so ain't no telling who um, these impressionable minds, impressionable minds, you know, he's playing with, he's messing with, and he just needs to be careful. Definitely. And, well, thank you so much for calling in, T. I appreciate it. Thank you, T. I love you. God bless you and your family, and congratulations on your house and your success. I remember when you were in your room and all purple with your natural hair out, and it's just crazy to see how far you've come. Well, thank you so much, and God bless you, too. Times have too. definitely flown. <laughs> All right, but we still here, T. Right. Well, thanks for calling in this evening. I appreciate you. Okay. You take care. Bye. All right. So it's 637. We've been out here for a while. We're going to go till 7 o'clock. So I'm going to try and take as many calls um, as we can. Um, so keep in mind of the time for the next callers. So let me go ahead and bring on Zaria. Zaria, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? Oh my gosh, Auntie. Hey. <laughs> okay. Guys, I have got to tell y'all about I'm in Atlanta. So okay. me and my boyfriend went to the Donda listening listening party, the second one. When I saw the first one, I was like, okay, Kanye's back out here. He's gonna drop some new music. I'm I'm really just excited for the music, despite all of his crazy antics with Donald Trump and all that. I was like, okay, he, he getting back to the music. Like, let's hear it. So right. I go there and instantly there are vibes going on that I just noticed, but kind of laughed it off. Cause at first when we were walking towards the Mercedes Benz stadium, there was this guy out there um, preaching. Um, he had a little, he had a little speaker and he was kind of like, you know, not Jesus, Jesus. And we were, you know, laughing it off like, oh, like this guy's crazy so we get inside and you know the concert well the, the listening party starts and immediately everything just went left he's in the middle of the stadium by himself and then these group of you know women and men come in with these long like chorus church robes and there's like a symbol on the back and they rally around him in a circle and then another huge 
group of people also walk in and they they all just have on masks and all black and everything's super baggy and they start like just dancing around him praising him then this other oh my gosh like he's you know plays a few songs and then another group literally right next to the steps where I was sitting a group of people with also who had like long robes on and the, the same little stocking mask over their face they had on no shoes and they're walking towards him and they're literally crawling towards him and just have their hands up in the air, kind of like, like, like he's Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, everything was very, very ritualistic. Mm -hmm. And it was giving me the vibes of a lot of people needed to witness this, which is why it made me feel so weird. I was like, none of this is sitting right with my spirit. And then in the middle he plays the little chant, the little Donda chant, the Donda, Donda, and every and all the lights went out while she's chanting it. And I'm just like, am I the only one that's feeling weird here? Like, a couple people around me are like, what is this guy doing? Like, everything felt wrong, you know? And then towards the end is when, you know, he started lifting himself up into the air and it's, he's done miracles on me, like all of that. And it was just, I was like, wow, you know, that's amazing. That takes courage. But at the same time, what are you really doing? Because if, I don't know if you guys know, but Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the top of it is open. Like, you can see directly into the sky. So how the lights were pushing up out into the sky and he was dead in the middle of it, just being raised up. I was like, do y'all see what I'm seeing? Like, this is not... No, this is just, it's just everything gave ritual. And I was like, I'm so glad. And then it's also crazy because after that happened, a lot of other weird things in Atlanta started happening. There was a serial killer running around killing people. The crime rate went up even worse. Like everything was just bad. And I'm like, are y'all? He's been killing people in Atlanta. Nope, I don't think. And the thing is, they really haven't even put it on the news yet. Like we're hearing from social media and things like that. Like, it hasn't even been on the news that, y'all, it's a serial killer out here. Like, be careful. I think they don't want to give him, you know, like, a reason to go even harder and kill even more people. It's like, oh, I'm, got, I'm getting the recognition I want. You know, I don't know if y'all watch Criminal Minds, but if you're a Criminal Minds fan, you know, when you put them on the news, they'd be like, oh, shit, like, this is my time to shine, and they just go crazy. So I think <laughs> they're waiting. They're, they're waiting to, like, try to find a suspect because they have no leads right now is still going on where they don't know like exactly what area he's hitting on because he's in different counties like first it was in Piedmont and then it's like he's just jumping from county to county so they're trying to well he or she we don't know which one it is um they still haven't found him yet and they haven't put on the news yet like we're, we're only finding out from social media so it's still one of those things where it's like, what is bringing this energy towards Atlanta? Like, it's getting worse and worse and worse here. And I was just like, ever since Kanye's been here, I don't know. Shit's been kind of, uh. And once he dropped his album, I think that every, it's, it's just everybody's talking about it so much to the point where it's like they're starting to notice the details about everything. Now it's, oh, he's you know, being very ritualistic, y'all see this, he, he's bringing up an uproar, and now it's kind of turned into one of them things where, like, the weirdos that are also into that type of stuff, or, you know, not judging anybody, but 
because we don't really know what he's doing. That's I think that's really what's bothering the people who are like have this spiritual awareness about this. So what are you really doing? You're talking about God and Jesus one minute, and the next minute you're doing something that's kind of just strange, you know? Like it's it was just weird. Like the whole thing was just it. It was it did not sit right in my spirit. I felt like I signed up for something that. I was not trying to be a part of. I'm like, dang, I just came to listen to a little music. Like, I left feeling guilty. Like, dang, you know. So, I just wanted to, I just wanted to tell y'all about my personal experience actually being at the listening party. Like, it wasn't at all what I was expecting it to be, and I just felt I had to come home and sage and take spiritual baths and all that type of stuff. Like, I just did not feel good, y'all. Like, it was just ugh. But that's what I want to say. I appreciate it. Oops, you no problem. Thank you so much for putting me on, T. I love you. My boyfriend's a hater, but I don't care. I'm going to love you too. <laughs> so the wheels fall off. <laughs> but okay, everybody have a good one. You and your boyfriend have a good <laughs> Rain Robin. Um, tease, tease. Go ahead and unmute your mic. Hello. The audio. My audio is. Okay. Two hour mark, and it's having. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.